The Honest Money Podcast is powered by 10x Investments, a licensed financial services provider. Consult with your financial advisor and let's 10x your future together. Welcome to Honest Money. We, we're, we're doing something slightly different today in terms of a topic. Uh, it's, it's not pure investment. Uh, it's, it's not uh, pure, pure discussion about uh, asset class returns, etc. We're, we're talking about something that's pretty close to my heart, and, and it's about uh, mental health and how that fits into our financial planning. Uh, and and you know if you if you thought mental health wasn't a big thing uh, to, to deal with uh, in, in financial planning, uh, you, you probably have a different view in a post COVID world where where many of us kind of struggled with with, with mental health uh, and and the impacts of of big events uh, on the world and on our lives. Uh, and, and so I'm, I'm I'm bringing in some backup today to help me discuss this because it's it's a weighty topic. Uh, so so I'm very pleased to introduce Stian Devitt. He he's the uh, executive head of financial planning at NMG. Uh, um, NMG. Uh, uh, I'm not going to do too much about that, but ju- but just to say it's a very uh, high quality financial planning business as well as uh, uh, doing a whole lot of other things. So I'm I'm thrilled to have you on the show, Stian. Thanks, Warren. Thanks for hosting me. Uh, so, so let's let's kind of kick off. You, you know, I mean, in my intro, talking about uh, COVID for me, it was probably the first time where it was almost acceptable for for people, you know, in in a collective to say, "Gee, we're not coping here. Like, life is not all okay all the time." You know, I mean, it's not like um, you know, mental health just arrived uh, in a post-COVID world. It was something that was uh, you, know, you know impacting a lot of people for a long time before. But it just felt to me if there was one. Uh, it's very hard to say there's something positive out of a pandemic, but if there was one positive out of a pandemic, it was it made it acceptable to bring this you know you know out of the darkness into the light and and for people to talk about it but but it did have real it did and does have real financial planning consequences yeah I think you you hit the nail on the head on that one um and what we've also seen on our side, I think you've probably seen it on your side as well is that it is actually scary how many people um, that sort of tried to keep it under wraps the whole time, didn't talk about stuff. Um, uh, it, it came to the fore. And the problem is, it's they say a tree is known by its fruits, but also through its roots. So the, the challenge here is the fruit that came out is uh, are things like people not having um proper mental health depression anxiety even people uh, secluding themselves um, completely out of this and then one of the other things that really came to play that i saw it's shocking is how many people got divorced through covid um and that's also part of mental health is just waking up one day saying i don't like this person next to me or i don't like myself and and it's it became a major major issue and and i think as you say it's important that people understand that there are issues around that and it's okay to talk about it yeah it, it's okay and I, and i actually almost want to say it's it's critical that we do you know it's critical that yeah. uh, that we don't feel ashamed or embarrassed about this uh, you know if if you feel uh, you know if you're listening to this and you think you know what are they talking about you know i'm i'm fine all the time uh, then, uh, then probably the, the the bus is about to hit you. You just don't know it yet, uh, because we can't operate as human beings at a hundred percent capacity, whether it's physical, emotional, uh, or, or mental, all the time. 
Uh, and and so just uh, you know I can't remember who the there's one one of these pop songs where where she says the singer says it's okay not to be okay, uh, and it's, hmm. it sounds like a throwaway phrase, but actually uh, for for once a pop song is kind of powerful. It it it, it it's important to say if I if I can take stock of where I am, uh, and then I can do something about it. I can I can actually. Uh, you know, w- whether it's just talk to a coach or talk to a friend or, you know, talk to a, a, a therapist, it doesn't matter, but but then to take stock, rebuild and go. Like we, we're okay, most of us to go to say to our friends, gee, I'm not fit, I'm, I'm going to a personal trainer. Uh, but, but but somehow we, we felt it wasn't okay to say, I, I need to go and get a coach or I need to go and get a therapist uh, to, to help me get mentally fit again, mentally rebalanced or reorganized. And, and so, you, you know, it's, uh, I, I mean, uh, you know, we're not we're not sitting on our psychologists' couches now. We're 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 having a real business conversation that that actually impacts money as well, uh, and and so I think it's yeah, it's a powerful thing. But Stian, I, I kind of want to jump into it. So, how would you incorporate this? Uh, you know, if we're talking about something that's important, how do we incorporate it into financial planning? Well, I think for us, um, how, how I how I like to approach things like this is is that you know the first thing is that sometimes. Education is is one of the the major aspects of of this. And it's like you you had the analogy of a coach now, you know it's 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 great knowing okay I need to get fit, but what's the steps towards this? And and getting fit, getting losing weight, getting your blood pressure down, getting your cholesterol in 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 play and in check. They are, those are all lagging indicators um, or that we're calling business terms or uh, results of something you've done. So sometimes the the, the mental fitness, let's call it mental and financial wellness fitness, is a result of something you've done prior to it in the beginning. So, for instance, and um, I'm I'm busy with an actually a incredible book, Your Money, Your Marriage, by a lady called Sherry Lowe. Uh, her and her husband wrote this together, and it's actually an analogy about um, finances and your your and your sex life. But that's another topic. But one of the <laughs> things that she mentions. She mentions, which which she described it so nicely, is she talks about margin and having margin in our life, and that talks to things like an emergency fund, um, because I think that's also one thing that's really important. If you if you living on the edge the whole time and there's more uh, month left at the end of the money by the twentieth of the month, then then you're stressed. Then you know I've had scenarios in my life where where you know I went into a bad business deal or something like that. And it has an effect on my on my marriage, but also my emotional relationships around me, on on, on me not being able to sleep. So, so that one simple thing, like having emergency fund, having a budget, making sure you're not living on the edge the whole time, but and creating a bit of margin in your life. To me, that's I think one of the most important things that we can do to alleviate that financial stress, um, to to help us to 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 navigate through it. You know, I think uh, I saw a survey of employees of large companies uh, a little while ago, and, and I think it, you know it was uh, stress about money, stress about relationships, and and then for the parents, uh, which which is a lifetime condition, stressing about their children, uh, and mm-hmm. and so you know, depressurizing uh, your life in a way, which is I guess what you're saying. You know, having margin means that uh, you know if you've got a proper emergency fund. You know, we we talk about a lot in honest money. You know, if your emergency fund is somewhere around three to six months worth of your expenses, you know that that's a that's a quality emergency fund. Uh, just remember, it's not the holiday fund, the handbag fund, the deposit on a new car. It's it's an emergency fund. It's the things you haven't planned for. 
but I guess you're right. So, so, so if you've got that, uh, and and something happens, uh, you've got capacity to financially deal with it. Obviously, there might be an emotional consequence to whatever's gone on, but you don't have the added pressure of now saying, "Well, I've got to go and apply for a personal loan or an overdraft, or you know, rack up my credit card even more." You've, you've got capacity. So, so I think that mm. you know, it's, a, it's actually a, a, a key point. Maybe uh, I'm just th- thinking on the fly now, but the follow up to that is, of course. You know, then follow, uh, manage your credit cards, manage your personal loans, your overdrafts. You've got to get those things down so that you do have the ability to breathe at the end of every month and and, and take control. You know, you you can't be at the mercy of the banks who are demanding you know all of your salary to repay the debts that you've accumulated. Yeah, yeah. We 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 said I sat with uh, one of the largest insurance companies um, in December, and the CEO spoke about one of his one of his um, staff members that they they came came across this of uh, HR explained this to them and, and, and alluded to this that this individual earning I think it was twenty one thousand Rand a month, the take home pay was a thousand five hundred Rand. Because it's all garnishing orders and debit orders and forced debit orders here and there and people taking money off her um um um, salary, and you, you can't live like that. And then you go to loan sharks, and then you go to family. And here's another point: now you go to family, you 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 borrow money from family, and that has the potential to destroy that relationship as well. So the moment, so now you now your financial stress carries over to your 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 relationships because now you're saying, "Sorry, I can't pay." Um, and now this individual is angry with you because they can't pay and they want to pay. So it starts becoming a manipulative game. So, and that's one of the the major influences of 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 not having that like emergency fund or margin is it impacts relationships as well, and that has a major impact on your wellness, your 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 mental wellness. You, you know, I, I'm thinking about uh, you know a lot of a lot of our country, uh, the people working in our country who earn a salary are are often breadwinners for multiple people, um, and the pressure on them is enormous because they know. They've got lots of close family friends that uh, that that are relying on them as well, uh, and and I'm just thinking about it as you were speaking now that uh, you know that pressure on on the breadwinner is is multiples more than uh, you know when you're just looking after yourself. Now, now you're responsible for you know ten or twelve people, maybe not entirely, but but for some of their well being. Uh, you know, you know that's a very hard place to be, and I think. Uh, if you're in that position where you're struggling financially and and you need to talk to the family about money, uh, one of the things we don't tend to do is to actually have the conversation. It's a, it's an uncomfortable, horrible conversation to have. So we, we try and hide it and 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 try and do something about it on our own. And I'm you know I'm thinking that if you're in a position where you're struggling, one of the first things to do is have a very honest conversation with the people that either you need to borrow from or that you 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 are supporting to say. Okay, you know this the, the, this tap is dry and, and uh, I can't and this is why you know it's not just uh, keep going. I think you know, if we look at suicide in in South Africa, it's very high, um, and you look at suicide rates among salary earners who are earning well, it's actually particularly high, and it's for this reason because they they're they're in a position where there are so many people dependent on them. They don't want to let anybody down, um, and they're not coping. So I always think about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the- sorry, Stan, go ahead. Yeah. No, no, I just wanted to say, and another thing to add to that is, is the, the term status. Um, and I heard a very interesting phrase the other day say status is buying things you don't need 
with money you don't have to impress people you don't like. And that has a just keeping up with the Joneses, keeping up with the status quo. And 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 the scary thing is, one of my friends, I sat with him. I, um, he grew up in Soweto, um, very very prominent businessman. And I said to him, so why? Why do the black individuals in Soweto, why are they so um, obsessed with shoes? And he said, Stian, when we grew up, we couldn't allow, we couldn't drive a vehicle. We didn't have, um, you know, there was no foresight of any vehicle. So like you guys have a status in the, in the suburbs of driving a BMW or a fancy car. Our status is our mode of transport, and that's our shoes. So, and so, what I want to say with that is, it regardless of whether you earn a lot of money or not a lot of money, be careful of status because now you you buy ten pairs of shoes with overdraft and credit card and and um, debt, and we can't afford the things that we want to impress other people with, and rather say. Let's downtown on our lifestyle to make sure we can achieve that that budget we, we need in order to have that wellness at the end of the month say, okay, there's any money left. Because the other thing that comes to this now is the, the next culmination of this is now I'm starting to stress about retirement because I haven't saved for retirement. And all of, all of this because my budget does, doesn't have any margin in it. Yeah, yeah. So, so Stian, we, we're we're on uh, we, we, we're giving our, our listeners two concrete actions so far. One, you have to you have to kind of have a a plan for how your how you spend your money. F- figuring out what's coming in every month is kind of easy, but what's going out, you have to know. Uh, and and if you're if you're spending more than than what's coming in every month, uh, that that is your reality. And and it's important to be honest with yourself. And then. Uh, start to figure out what is it that you can do to to create a, a bit of a gap. What what can you do to start mm-hmm. to reduce that overspending, and and get to the point where you're actually starting to to save, and then get get the emergency fund going. I think those are two two key points. Uh, um, are, are there others that, that that the listeners should be following on? Well, and I think um, it's important to educate yourself. Um, whether you do it through friends, but there's a lot of books out there, uh, some great books, uh, books like The Richest Man in Babylon, Psychology of Money, um, How to uh, Think and Grow Rich. So, so there's a lot of self-help educational books, some of them um, very practical. Um, and, I, you know, a lot of times our challenge is that our parents didn't teach us certain elements. And we've had this conversation, you, you've probably had as well, we you sit with a medical specialist and he says, but why didn't anyone tell me how to do a proper budget? Because I'm, I'm earning hundreds of thousands a month, a month but I, I can't make ends meet because no one sat with him with a budget. And it comes back to education. And, and it's important that, the, that our listeners educate themselves. And whether through friends, get a mentor. There's so many help. Uh, uh, the internet is full of it. Um, books you can buy, some books you can even down, download for free. So I think that's also something that's critically important. Yeah, I, I, I must say I 100% agree. I think uh, uh, the, the one thing I'd say with the, with the, the internet is there, there are some fantastic high-quality financial 
websites and financial education websites out there. Uh, but but please don't get your financial literacy from uh, from social media because uh, social yeah. media is full of influences that are in much worse financial trouble than you. All they are is very good with a camera. Uh, and so they'll go and stand in front of someone else's car and take a photo and say, living my best life and, and, and you know, stand in front of an apartment somewhere or on a hill somewhere. And, you know, this is my garden. All of that stuff's mostly garbage. Uh, and, and so, you know, influences and, and social media are, are really destructive to, to, to financial education. So I, I love the book, uh, The Richest Man in Babylon. I think w what I really like about it is it's very short. Uh, so, so um, you know, if you're not a big reader, uh, I, I'll challenge you to say anybody can read that book. It's not, it's not a, a academic uh, thesis. It's, a, it's a very common sense, very simple book. I, I think anybody from you know late junior school, early high school onwards uh, can can read it. You don't need special financial literacy, and it's powerful. The message is is key. Uh, and, and then my, my current kind of favorite book of the moment is is from Morgan Hustle, and it's called Same as Ever. Uh, and and it's maybe not a hundred percent about you know nuts and bolts of how how to uh, how, how to invest and how to save, but it helps you understand us you know the the brain and it helps you understand how how you know over hundreds and thousands of years we haven't changed our brains are exactly the same and and that's you know you can you can't predict the world but you you can predict that humans will be unpredictable uh, and you can predict that we'll be uh, exposed to fear and greed always and and you know fear of missing out the FOMO thing all of those are. Are very old, uh, hardwired responses we have. So, so it's it's a it's a great book uh, to, to to add to the the the, the ones that you've uh, suggested already. Uh, Stian, I'm I'm going to ask you one more question, but before that, I'm, I'm going to give you uh, a t time to prepare for the the last thing I'm going to ask you. We we like to ask all our new guests uh, um, that that are new to the show uh, um, one question, which is, uh, and so you don't answer it now. I'll give you a bit of time, but. Uh, if you had to meet your 19 or 21 year old self, what would be the one lesson that you would love to impart with the benefit of the experience you've got now? What would be the one thing that you would want to tell yourself at that time? The one life lesson or can be about money, can be about anything else. Uh, so, so you can start thinking about that. But, but uh, before we get to that, uh, is there anything else you, you want people to, to know about this? Uh, I mean, I think it's a powerful topic. You know, I think it's something where we've barely scratched the surface on this, but I think it's, you know, like if, if there is a summary from my perspective, just telling people it's okay to to be struggling, it's okay that you uh, 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 that you're finding it difficult. Pretty much everyone else is as well. Uh, what's not okay is to bottle it inside and to do nothing about it. You you need to take action and need to talk to people. It doesn't need to be paid professionals. It can be a you know, as I said, it can be a religious uh, leader. It can be a friend. It can be a mentor. You know, but but use the the resources that you have to to kind of just talk things out. Right. Well, I think one of the things that a lot of people might not know that they have at work, and a lot of corporates have this, where they call it employee assistance programs, where they actually pay an organization to assist you with issues like this. Where, um, because remember, if you if you have a challenge with your with your mental health because of your finances, your work suffers in the process. Um, and it's to the detriment of your, your employer if you work for someone. So it's in the best interest of, of employers to, to actually help people with their mental health and with that type of scenario. So I also want to say the last resource you want to go to when it comes to financial stress and mental health is go to a, a debt counselor. A debt counselor is not someone that counsels you on debt how to 
to to not stress less about your debt. They're actually there to take you through a process, and I, I'm not fond of debt counselors. There are, there are a place for them in the world, but it's a last resort. So rather talk to your employer and say, listen, do we have some employee assistance programs here that we can utilize? Your medical aid might also be able to help you on that basis and say they have some 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 help in that. But I just want to reiterate, I think it's important to, to identify if you have a challenge. If you if you wake up three o'clock in the morning, you can't sleep. That's a symptom of saying you can't you can't function. If you can't go to sleep properly because you're stressing out your money. If you snap at your at your your spouse or your children because you're stressing about money, those are, are telltale signs that you have to go and say, I need to go and get help. So I think I want to reiterate what you're saying is get help. Don't do this alone. You're not an island and no man is an island. Uh, I hundred percent agree. Thank you, Stian. And and so uh, we're we're out of time, and I'm I'm I need to ask you that question. So, uh, if you had to meet the the young Stian now, just starting out work or just finishing varsity, what what would be the the one life lesson you'd love to teach yourself? Okay, the one life lesson is to focus and not do too many things at at once, and do one thing, do it well, um, and do it with excellence before taking on another project because sometimes we take over too many projects and one of the one of the i mis, misunderstood the term diversification um, diversification start one business and then another one and, and make sure you have seven businesses or anything like that that is only applicable once the first one is really um, successful and that just that lesson listen i think would have saved me five to seven years of heartache and pain um, with that if I if I did that. Brilliant. It's a brilliant point. Thank you, Stian. I must say, uh, I, I always tell my wife, uh, you, you know, I'm nearly 50 and, and uh, it took me a long time to realize that I actually I am only a man and a man can only do one thing at once. And when, once I learned that, I, I, life got a lot better for me. So I have to agree. Uh, Stian DeWitt from NMG, thank you so much. It was a pleasure to have you on the show. And I, and I think uh, you, you brought us a really important topic that uh, that we need to think about a lot. So th- thanks for, for being on the show with us. Thanks for hosting me, Warren. Appreciate it. The Stradivarius violin is considered to be the most emotive instrument in the world. That's why you'll often hear it in investment ads, adding drama and the utmost importance to their philosophies, or for the announcement of a fancy new fund manager. 10X investments don't need dramatic instruments to seem impressive. They let the results sing for themselves. So 10X your future without the drama. 10X is a licensed FSP.